your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm doing two days. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with me. I'm doing two days, Mitch. It's August. Two days. I feel like it's high school football all over again. In, uh, high school football practice probably didn't start at like five or whatever, though, right? Um, <clears throat> no, I think we went from seven to ten. Yeah. I think before seven to ten, yeah, seven to ten. Because I, f- I feel like before that, it's dark out. Hard to see a football in the dark, in the fog. <laughs> makes you a great makes you a great receiver and quarterback, though. When you work on, we're kind very of very intuitive, very intuitive. Yeah, you like you feel the football coming towards you. I've been I'm doing Hayes' show in the morning here, and it just got me thinking, especially when we're talking about football. Um, when you, you Hayes would always take vacation right around now, and then you on that Friday would sub for him in here, but you would do a Friday football show. Do I need to have you on uh, to, to just break down like Central and Logan and and uh, where they're at with their high school football programs on a Friday? Really, of, of all the people <laughs> that you could possibly bring on to talk local football, I would be your guy? Come on, man. Well, I mean, we just the, the, you got it. You feel like you... Didn't have a kid in school when you were doing the show, but you were into high school football. And also, you I think you you just brought on some of the coaches. You had some discussions about where their team's yeah, at. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was great. I mean, high school football is amazing. It is. It is. And yes, I did actually have a kid in football during the show. Oh, you did? Um, okay. And, and it's, you know, I have this conversation a lot, not just about him, but about other other uh, young people who are involved in, in football, really in other sports, but football was was my personal experience with my son, watching him grow throughout the years and not really having that breakthrough season until his senior year. So it was really that incremental um, improvement year over year over year. So finally, his senior year, he was on the, he was on the, um, you know, uh, he was a starter on offense. And it was just, it was, it was fun to watch it throughout the years. And fun to watch his progression, not only as a as a player, but as a person. Yeah, I, had a... He's, I think it, it really it improved. It, it created for him an environment within which he can improve his ability to relate to other people from all different backgrounds and to work in that very structured team environment to be a leader. And, uh, yeah, I mean, basically that. And it was just fun to watch. Football is an interesting sport because, for the most part, everybody makes the team, and then <laughs> you you get you get kids of all different abilities on that team, and then you also just smash each other all practice. <laughs> there are literally <laughs> ju- drills when I was in high school, anyway, where you just smash each other. So, it's like, there's a whole different like category of what you go through in sports when it comes to football versus any other sport. Sure. Yep. Yep. And and yeah, and then you you make friends of from from everybody's every different group of of people in your high school are on the football team. Like you know, there's typical jocks, but then there's also like the the country bumpkin dude in Hortonville anyway, who smokes in high school yet, but he's also on the football team because football everybody can play. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, all right, so some of the things I want to talk about today. <laughs> Apparently, you know, two two months in a row, two summer months in a row, we're going to talk about snow in the city yeah. of Lacrosse. Yeah. I don't know how we do that. Um, 
I want I want to just get a quick update from you if you have it sure. on the lacrosse fire chief. I talked to Mayor Mike Pellinger across the river there in the Crescent uh, late last week about the bike bridge. So I have, and he brought up something, and I have a, I just have a clip. So if you, if you can break down what he's trying to explain to me, because I, I, I don't know what he, he's talking about, some kind of federal regulations with the biking situation in Lacrosse. Oh, all right. Um, and then obviously voting in the midterms, uh, voting period ends tomorrow. So. You know, actually, in terms of absentee, I mentioned this this morning, and I was like, I don't know if people can go literally to City Hall and vote, but, like, can you just break down, uh, do you know off the top of your head, for vote, people that want to go vote tomorrow, is there any anything special they need to know? You know, go to your uh, go to your voting where you normally vote and cast your ballot. It's, uh, you know, and <laughs> the in-person absentee voting ended on um, Friday at 5 o'clock. Yeah, that's what I and thought. And so okay. now... Now tomorrow will be the in-person voting at your regular polling station. That was your ID. Um, that the, the usual rules apply essentially. Just you know, make sure you're voting in the right place. Bring your ID, and uh, yeah, it's all the the uh, the hours are online, um, but they're the typical hours. I think it's what is it eight to I don't know, eight to eight or something like that. It's but it's all day. Just yeah, normal I have, rules apply. I yep. think. Uh... I did get a an email from from the city on that. Now, of course, when I want to find it, I I can't because I have twenty seven <laughs> of them open. Um, but yeah, well, well, that was the thing this morning. I was like, hey, you want to? You could still probably vote. And then I was like, no, nope, actually, absentee in person voting ended last week, so you couldn't go do yep. that. But the the yep. big thing too is you just go to myvote.wi.gov. Mm-hmm. Put, I think you put your address in there, and it'll give you your sample ballot, so you can see. The, the interesting stuff, thing with voting is you get a Democrat ballot or a Republican ballot, right? Like you can't you can't cross over and vote for another another person in another party, which I think is kind of weird. Yeah. Like if yep, I want if once you pick a party, you got to vote in that party, right? You, you God forbid you like a candidate in one party and then the other too, in di- in different uh, in different categories. Like ah, I like this Secretary of State, but I like this uh, Senate candidate. You know. Yeah, sure. And we've seen over the years that there have been, uh, depending on the party, they will uh, they will enact a strategy because they know their person is going to win, and so they will uh, get their their base together to go vote in the other primary because they want to pick who their their candidates running for. So we've seen that in the past. Right. Yeah. I think on Friday with uh, UW Lacrosse political science professor Jagowski, we we broke down. The idea of doing that, and then it's never like fully the organization it takes to to do something. Oh, it's that so is, hard. Yeah, that part is really really tough. I mean, herding cats is putting it. Uh, um, that would be a uh, a um, it's a really it'd be a really nice way to put it. Because I tried to do this in my congressional district because we had a special primary for for mm-hmm. for the U.S. House, and the oh sure I knew who was going to win for the Democrats. And mm-hmm. on the Republican side, the congressman who passed away, his wife was running, and his wife mm-hmm. is is a little bit out there. She's somebody that trolls like the <laughs> I can't remember what show it is like not like like Survivor, the guy of Survivor, okay. Okay. and says you know and and like trolls him on online and says that you know God forbid that he didn't select her to be on Survivor as an Asian American and he's racist and just. I, so I was like, maybe I should vote for her just for the com- comedy, 
of having someone yeah. so crazy right here to, to I could interview her and bring her on and just but I didn't. she lost she lost in a landslide. Anyway, that's yeah, she didn't do well. Yeah, she didn't do well. That's Mary Mitrez, not to not to mention the whole you know child sex trafficking scandal that she's involved in as well. Yeah, I, I, I we allegedly involved in. I Alleg- think would be the appropriate way to put that. I don't. I, I can't account for that. <laughs> All right, Mary Mitch Reynolds on with me. We're, we're we broke down a little bit of what we're talking about. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. We got a break for Brad doing the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight. 785-7914 is the talking text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds in on the phone with me. I was going to say in studio, and I looked over and you're yeah. like, eh, not he's, there. He's not, not here. there. But um, all right. So just let's let's just dive into. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to go? <laughs> you know, it's August. Let's do let's do snow emergency. Yeah. Let's do snow emergency. So a month hey, ago, before you start, I, I I just did just a shout out to uh, because we, we were talking about voting a little while ago and um, access. Uh, well, uh, the, the in-person absentee voting and then voting at your polling place tomorrow, which is incredibly important. And I hope we have more than our typical very low turnout for primary voting in this election. But we do have uh, we did our city clerk did host a uh, a voter education workshop back in July. We do have another one coming up in October ahead of the November elections. And that's on October 18th. So look for that because we'll be getting out information on that. But it's all about the voting process or looking at the voting machines or learning about voter registration or uh, the voter ID, whatever, whatever it is, uh, that will be coming up in October, um, October 18th, I guess is the date for that. And it'll be at the Southside Neighborhood Center. So with that said, no, it's uh, wait. polls open tomorrow at 7 a.m. close at 8 p.m. Um, and, and she put the, the, uh, it just says the city of lacrosse, the city of lacrosse put out this email. Oh, cause I'm signed up for city emails. Um, you need a photo ID, and they said the DMV uh, has a free photo photo ID. The DMV is extending service hours until 6 p.m. tomorrow and today. I mean, I guess you could get over there before 6 today if you sure. wanted to go get yep. an ID, or yep. tomorrow uh, until 6 p.m. as well. So you could go get a voter ID for free at the DMV by, uh, yeah. where is it, Ar- by Arby's. You up. know, if there, if there was a process to change that, I would love to see what we could do with changing the process so that you don't have to go to the DMV to get a voter ID because the DMV, as everyone probably is aware, is out by Woodman's and on Alaska. And for those folks that I talk to on a regular basis who don't have, you know, don't have their own transportation to rely on public transportation or whatever the situation is, it is frankly a little bit inconvenient to get out to on Alaska to, uh, to get an ID. So I wish we could change that. I wish there was a way to make that a little bit more, uh, not, I'm not saying that we, you know, I'm not going to go against the, Suggest that we need to change the law, the voter ID, or go down that road. But eh, let's have it. Let's just make make sure that we have uh, we make sure that getting an ID is a little more accessible. I'd like to see that voter voter uh, ID photo booths. Just put them around everywhere. Sure, sure, yeah, put them everywhere. I mean, it's, it's really not that difficult. Uh, but you know, it, it's interesting because that's an interesting segue when we talk about uh, the you 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 mentioned the, the the snow rules that we're looking at accessibility actually as part of the is at the very core of both when we talk about uh, the alternate side parking regulations that we're addressing as well as the snow clearing uh, ordinances that we're looking at as well. The city council is is voting on both uh, changes to both alternate side parking and snow clearing for sidewalks coming up on Thursday. And especially when it comes to snow clearing, accessibility is probably the number one thing that is, that we consider 
in City Hall when it comes to snow clearing because it's it's so incredibly important to provide access for those folks who have mobility issues within our city. And so that that is really at the core of why why our ordinance for snow clearing exists because folks it's not it's not easy to get around when it's tough to get around when you have limitations and um and that's why the state of wisconsin empowers municipalities to enforce rules for snow clearing the way that it does but our snow clearing ordinance that our first step in making sure that we have an equitable just and fair process for clearing sidewalks was to change the ordinance to make it far more clear. First of all, it was just a Frankenstein mess. Uh, and our legal staff has done an extraordinary job in just whittling it down to the basics. Like you got to clear, you clear your walks in 24 hours. That's, you know, that's, that's essentially it. Like when it snows, clear your walks in 24 hours. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's basically the core of it. That's what we want. We want you after it snows, get out there and get your walks cleaned. Uh, so that people can get around. I mean, there's there's parts to it. There's some operational aspects to it that that we still are 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 finalizing details on. But the essence is that we're we're starting with making sure that we've cleaned up the ordinance so it's not confusing and conflicting. And the city council hopefully will approve that on Thursday. And again, that's really all about accessibility. It's all about making sure that folks with with the largest with the biggest mobility challenges are the ones who are that that we're paying attention to the most because they have the biggest challenges during the winter months here in Wisconsin. And when alternate when it comes to alternate side parking, it's very similar actually. Uh, because one of the reasons why the city council members who put this forward did so was because of mobility issues. Because people who have to because of alternate side parking, they gotta park on the other side of the street. Sometimes they gotta park a block away and they got you know, they're they're dealing with mobility issues, it's at night and they're walking and trying to get to their house and it's just a mess. So that's what that the the determination for moving away from where we're at now with alternate alternate side parking to more of an, a snow emergency process was based on that. Uh, I don't know if this is going to change things. you know, it's not it's not an ordinance I put together. Uh, I'm not sure if this will change things for the, for the better or make snow clearing any better, I know that there's going to be compliance. There'll be compliance issues. There'll be people who don't move their cars. There will be we'll have to tow a lot of cars. We're going to be towing a lot of vehicles. There's going to be a lot of frustration and outrage because we're towing vehicles. Um, there's going to be a lot of frustration with how streets are plowed more so than there is on a regular basis. Uh, but it's really tough to plow the street when there's cars in the way. Yeah, the dilemma, so the, the, the dilemmas are there's a snow emergency. A, how do people know that? Do they have to go measure? Does it have to be, quote-unquote, like two inches of snow? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I think that what we're going to do, and um, I think that, I don't have the inch measurement in front of me here, but I think it's I think it's three inches for the snow emergency or four inches or something like that, whatever it is. Uh, it, it is it's going to be one of those things where we – the city says it's a snow emergency, and then we're going to get out the word, and folks will either pay attention to that or not pay attention to it. And I, I again, I didn't put this ordinance together. I, I don't think there's going to be great compliance, but we're going to do our best to get the word out to the extent that we can, so that people can comply, and hopefully they will, because uh, you know it's it's important to be able to clear the streets uh, for. 
if nothing else, for MTU and emergency vehicles. Yeah. Um, oh, more so. three or more inches. That's the if there's three or more inches. Yeah. So then, yeah, three or more. The, the dilemma that the next dilemma after after residents go, okay, it is three or more inches or not, is how do how does the city tell the residents that yes, it's a snow emergency, get your vehicles off. You know, put maybe a giant orange flag up on Grandad Bluff and hope that you know because it's snowing, it'd be hard to see, but maybe not. Or wait, slow set- down, slow down. <laughs> I'm writing this down. Giant orange flag. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I giant orange. That twice. Everyone can look up I like and be. That. I love it. I love it. Orange flag. Giant orange flag on, on Grandad Bluff. Yeah, like you okay. look up and you're like, oh, got I got to get my car out of the road. The only problem is if it's really a blizzard, you won't be able to see the orange flag, but you don't have to move your car until oh, the snow is uh, over, right? Until shoot. after Wait, the snowfall. Cross, i got to cross giant orange flag out now because okay. that doesn't make any sense. More giant. Make it more lighted. More lights. giant. Yeah. So one of, the, one, of the, um, one of the sponsors of this legislation is Councilmember Chris Woodard, and his contention is that people live in Wisconsin. They should know when it's going to snow. And if they know that it's going to snow and they know that they need to move their vehicles, then they should know to move their vehicles. Again, the city is going to use, we don't have a process yet uh, developed. Uh, We don't know if this ordinance is going to pass. Um, Oh, it's getting delayed. It's August. We're going to delay this one. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think it's going to, my guess is that it's going to pass. Okay. But uh, so we'll, we'll identify a way. Uh, to make sure that we're doing as much as we can to get the word out to the city of La Crosse. I mean, we're going to do, I, I will do whatever I can to make sure that, that city staff is adhering to the will of the city council in this ordinance, and that is to make sure that we're letting people know when there's a snow emergency. What? There are some, you know, some lingering questions with this ordinance and, and how it's written. Uh, hopefully we can, we can make some changes to make it uh, fair and equitable and just, and also something that we that is enforceable. Here's the other. Uh, at this point, here, oh, here's the other fair, equitable, and just. Okay, so I know I don't know a ton of people. Everyone I know that lives in Lacrosse has a driveway slash garage, but I don't know if everybody in Lacrosse has a driveway slash garage. If I own a house, oh no. So Absolutely. what do those people do? Because you don't. You talk about like, oh, they have to walk down the block to move their car to the yeah. other side of the street yep. during alternate side parking. Now you can't have your car in the road at all. So what, like? And it's no, snowing. No, 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 no. Alternate. It's alternate side. Oh, parking it's still alternate. No emergency. Oh, okay. So they just they just go to the other side of the you know on the so odd day. All right. Um, problem the, solved. The 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 third of December when it snows four inches, you move your car to the odd side of the block. Okay, because I was I was thinking it was like when Cabot was in office and we did that weird. It was like one or two times we tried to do the snow emergency where everyone took their cars off the road. Yeah, there was a yeah. There's a. We, we, there's a couple times, so three years ago maybe, I think it was like three years ago, we had we had a snow, a big, big, big snowfall on April 29th, I want to say, and I think it was 2018 or 2019. No, 27th, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is that it was a disaster. <laughs> no, nobody moved their cars. So, um, because it's spring, it's April 29th, nobody cares. Uh, so we're going to have to just make sure that we're doing a really good job communicating it. And, uh, we'll, we'll do the best. We'll do the very best that we can. You know, the key is communication. The key is education. The key is getting the word out there to make sure that people understand what the rule is. And then, uh, 
and, and doing, doing our very best that when we have three, four inches of snow, that the people are given enough warning, that they know that it's coming, that they know what the expectations are. And uh, it's going to be a lot of work, but we're going to do everything that we can uh, to make this as painless as possible if, again, if this passes uh, the city council vote or the city council on, on Thursday. Yeah, the what what's nice too about this, and it's it as odd as it as it is that we had a ten minute conversation about snow emergency in August. Also, we're getting ahead of the game here because in two months, alternate side parking is going to start up again, or three months. Yeah, so no, it won't. That's the, that's the whole point. <laughs> that's the whole point, yeah. right? Well, it might if yeah. it doesn't pass. Um, yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Brad doing the news. Scott's coming coming up. Mayor Mitch Reynolds after that. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. On uh, with me, M- Mitch, I was I was talking uh I don't know if we I don't think we talked too much on air, but the uh the Senate race, there's five candidates, but everyone's handed this to Mandela Barnes. But I had Koo Lee on my show last Thursday and uh he emails me back. Hey, Rick, do you do anything for your voice, like voice exercises? <laughs> and I was like, I don't. What? Yeah. So he emails me okay. back. Okay. He just he's asking me, what do you do for your for voice exercises? I'm like, well, I don't do. I do. I do things that I don't do. I don't smoke. So <laughs> that was about it. And just, uh, I just like, and then I'm picturing me doing, and the only thing I can think of with voice exercises is like do re mi fa, you know, something like that you would do in sixth grade uh, music class, right? That you never That's do again the rest of your life. Question. That's so great. That is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, let, can we just, in terms of the some of the okay, so this is going to get into the school board and the lacrosse school district right. situation right. a little bit, but. Go. Let's the, go. The the elections in November, um, the school district. Every time there's a there's a, ba- a referendum on the ballot, 193.7 million or 194.7 million dollar referendum on the ballot to fund a new school on the south side at the train headquarters. And the part of the part of the talking points for the school board is that the state isn't funding the schools enough, so they have to come to the taxpayers. When sure. when it comes to the state and the city. Is there is there any dilemma there where like you know what the state isn't doing enough here for the city to keep up in in any regard? I don't know. It could be ma- building maintenance, right? Then we defer building maintenance on the lacrosse center forever. Um, I don't know if that's a state funded issue, um, but anything else along those realm and along that realm? Yeah, I, I, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think the the key is that well, with the school district, first of all, let me say that it is. With declining enrollments and the number of students that have, um, you know, where, well, where the where the school district is right now, the number of buildings that it has, the cost that does, it incurs for maintenance of those buildings, the duplication of programs, I absolutely understand the spot they're in. I don't know if this is a proposal that I support at this point, but it is certainly understandable to have a desire to find a way forward based on the inputs of declining enrollment, declining revenue, but a, a vast inventory of, of aging buildings and um, and and having uh, the duplication of services that they have. So I, I kind of get where they're coming from uh, in terms of this, reven- uh, where this uh, referendum. 
so yeah, there is there is kind of an overlap with with the school district and municipalities. It's not quite the same rules, but there are some similarities. And the, I mean, the keys are revenue limits and expenditure restraints, and the fact that for municipalities, you know, so Wisconsin little history. Wisconsin was the first state in the union to uh, uh, adopt a an income tax back in 1911, and shortly thereafter removed the uh, ability of municipalities to uh, tax like farm equipment and personal pro- or not personal property, but farm equipment and other things. And but but at the same time, uh, adopted a model where it, it shared revenue with municipalities. And so back in the early 20th century, it was like 70% of state income tax revenue went back to municipalities. And so that's, you know, that limited the amount of, of property tax that, um, that folks in municipalities had to pay. So that's changed significantly over time. I mean, it's, we're down now to that like 20% level with shared revenue coming from the state. And right now, the state is sitting on, we, we have the revenue constraints, we have the expenditure restraints, and the state is sitting on a $3 billion surplus, while municipalities, towns, cities, and villages throughout the state of Wisconsin are, are, are going through the same thing, where we're looking at this financial wall where we have to continually cut back on services that we provide to the community uh, in order to make sure that we're meeting the requirements of the state in terms of revenue limits and expenditure restraints. Now, that's all good and fine, but for folks that are interested in, in, in public safety, you know, 40% of my budget is the police and fire department. So when I – and then, we, then we're looking at parks, and then we're looking at streets, and then we're looking at the library, and then we're looking at – you know, these other very significant departments where we have cut and cut and cut and cut and cut over the years, our tax levy has dropped significantly over over rates from, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But we're still in that position where, as I'm sure you know, we're looking at a projected $4.2 million budget deficit that we have to somehow find a way to fix between now and November. And a lot of that has to do with the lack of shared revenue that is coming from the state of Wisconsin. I honestly, I, I don't, you know, the revenue limits. Okay. That's fine. That's great. I don't, I don't, I don't need to tax you anymore. Um, but it would be great if the state lawmakers could actually come to work and do something and maybe get together on taking that $3 billion slush fund and doling it out to municipalities around the state so that we can have uh, an effective fire department on the street, an effective police department on the street, that we can take care of our 47 parks in the city city of La Crosse, uh, that we can provide, continue to provide programs at the La Crosse Library. All the the things that we do, as all the services that we provide in the city, it would, you know, it would, it's, it would be fantastic if, that's something that we could count on our state lawmakers to do. And you know what? So far, they've sucked at it. They're not doing a good job. And they're trying to score political points. I don't know if, the, if November is going to change anything, if it settles things down for two years, where they finally go back to work and pass some legislation and say, oh, yeah, you're right. No, that's a, 
that's a good point about that $3 billion. Maybe we should get back that, that back to municipalities where those funds have traditionally gone so that they can provide the services that really matter to folks within the state. And that includes picking up garbage and making sure there are police and fire uh, personnel on the streets. So there, there are very close similarities between municipalities and school districts, and that certainly is one of them. Well, also that billion-dollar budget surplus, I mean, we with some of that money, we could put roundabouts on every corner if we got some of that money back, right? <laughs> no? Roundabouts. Roundabouts are, I mean, uh, not traffic circles, which I don't mind at all because they're, you know, that, that doesn't impede pedestrian traffic. But <clears throat> the state roundabouts for South Avenue and, um, you know, 7th Cass, roundabouts are are awful things for pedestrians. The little tiny traffic circles we have in neighborhoods in, in La Crosse are, are fine. But roundabouts, uh, because they're folks that have to, the pedestrians, people with mobility issues, having to cross multiple lanes of traffic, those with sight issues, they're awful things. They're great for traffic. And the DOT, they're really concerned about moving vehicles. They don't, they don't care a single bit about pedestrians. They may say that they do, but, but they very clearly do not. Because all the roundabouts that are planned for South Avenue, all that does is it, it prevents, if people are on the other side of South Avenue and they try to cross the roundabouts and they have mobility issues, good luck. Same with 7th and Cass, same kind of thing. What if 7th we... and Cass went in, it was very clear that folks... On one side, just weren't going to get to the other side because it's really difficult to cross there if you have uh, if you have limitations in terms of vision or any kind of mobility. Well, the roundabout just needs a bridge over it as well, like a little pedestrian bridge and a bridge. Sure, let's do that. Too. You put a roundabout yeah. and then a bridge, and then you got to make sure the bridge is tall enough for some eyes that have a hard time navigating yep. the roundabout as well. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so I I don't have a ton of time, and I know a couple of people are calling here. So unless they talk about a certain subject that I refuse to talk about again <laughs> for like the fourth month in a row, we'll see. Number three is going on the air. Go ahead, number three. We're not going to talk homeless people. Okay, I want to talk about Wygat Park. Sure. On Cass Street. I went yep. by there the other day, Mitch. They're putting up a warming shelter, a gathering place. For about a half a million dollars, and yeah. the roof about points to the middle of the building. Now, I always thought when you build something, you put the water away from the building. The, the pitch is going into the center of the building. Yeah. They got a new engineer or architect. No design. This design goes back a few years, actually, and was in place well before I got here. Um, and this project has been in the planning phase for years. So I, I, again, not part of that. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, the mayor does not approve um, final architectural designs. That's not, that's not my job. That's not part of the job that the mayor should be doing. It should be left to engineers and the people that know what they're doing. My presumption is that it's going to work out just fine. Uh, it, is, it is quite the shelter, though. Boy, it is it is something else. There's no question. It is it is interesting roof design. I've seen it before, and I, I don't think there's going to be a problem. All right, Northside Kent's calling. He's probably going to complain that you're taking down his office on the north side. <laughs> exactly, right. Mayor. You're ripping down my Burger King office. So you know, my north side mayor. 
Pete's office over here. So I moved over the abandoned shop, goes, so I'm good. But anyway, real quick, I know you're short on time. Um, on Alaska Avenue, I've been going up and down there lately. I'm looking off my deck to the right right now, but they're putting street lights in down on Alaska Avenue. And there's like 10 street lights on each block. There's five on one side and five on the other, mm-hmm. all the way from uh, the park by the interstate down to Logan High School. Mm-hmm. What what is that all about? Um, that's that's all about uh, Councilmember Andrea Richmond wanting streetlights. When it's dark out, uh, the sun goes down, and then it's hard to see, and therefore we, I think we put streetlights up so that's better. You're better able to see, right? Is that what, is that okay? I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, that's, that's that's about what it comes down to. <laughs> We're putting streetlights. Down to the council up. member saying, "I want streetlights." And advocating for it, pushing for it, making a case for it, uh, getting into a, a capital improvement budget, and uh, it getting approved, and there you go, streetlights, bam. All right, we got like two and a half minutes. I just want to I want to throw this out at, 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 at you. High V is going up in the mall. It's almost done. I think it'll be done yeah, it maybe in the month or two. Um, we've talked about this. Uh, the The mall sold. I think it just sold to itself a couple of months ago. But the idea of like. How do we get people to, I think Hy-Vee will help. I think a lot of people will like a grocery store right there. But what do you think? I th- we floated this idea. What do you think about like putting housing at the, in the, like, in the parking lot? There's a river right there. It'd be riverfront housing. I, 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 absolutely. Absolutely all about it. I'm absolutely all about that. No question. Yeah. No, I, you know, if we can come up with a really good proposal to, uh, to somehow, and I don't know where the housing would go. I have not seen a design. I've not seen a proposal. But I love it. I think it would be fantastic. It is a great, it's a really close proximity to some, um, you know, again, like you said, the river's right there. There's some walking trails. Uh, put put multifamily housing all along the outside of that parking lot. Use that space for something. Absolutely. Let's get a developer on that and let's get it done. I will, I will put my thumb on that. Let us go after that market solution, that mar- market solution, rather, to affordable housing, affordable quality housing in the city of La Crosse and just build housing. Let's just build it as much as we possibly can in as many places as we possibly can. And that place is just screaming for it. Well, there, there must be some rules there. you got to have so much parking to accommodate the mall. But if we don't have all those stores there, it must be, it might be tricky. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what about literal <laughs> housing right, like right in the mall, like one of the stores that's closed and we'll just make that, uh, you know, apartments? Yeah, we can put, uh, I, you know, there are models for that, actually. There are places where there are malls where folks have put housing in, in the malls. Uh, some of them are downtown uh, city malls. I think I believe uh, the, what is it, is the, I can't think of the name of the place in downtown Milwaukee, but there's housing in that, basically that mall. It's a downsized mall with uh, upscale housing in it. Uh, and let's just, let's, let's build it. Let's, but, you know, it's, 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 it is a, a wonderful place for that. Again, like you said, it's, it's right by the river. It's right by walking trails. It is a, it's a, some people want to live near all of those shopping amenities. Let's, let's do it. Plenty of parking space out there. Let's make it happen. Yeah, the idea of me living right next to a 24-hour grocery store, not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy at work here who lives right next door to a quick trip that's open all the time. and he, I think he hits it like three or four times a day. I, I would be that person. Yeah. I would be that person. There's no question. Quick Trip is they 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 sell the things that I need. Yeah, they figured no it question. out. All right, yep, that, they have. That's Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. Hey, Mitch, thanks a lot.
Hey, thanks, so. Bert. Right. All right, we got to take another break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Going to wrap up here. Thanks again to Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. Libertarian guy wanted to know, or just had some questions about Huska Park and homeless. I've literally done a homeless show with the mayor every month for like four or five months in a row. So it took a break. I'm not going to waste the whole show talking about the homeless issue. There is some, I think we're on the cusp of having news on the homeless situation. And come next month, it'll be better. So I'm not disregarding your text question, but that's that's where I'm at with that. Um, yeah, so that's all the time I have. I appreciate everyone listening. <laughs>